Hello. I don't look amazing, but that's okay. No, I also don't look amazing, but this is also a um a podcast, a, a podcast <laughs> format. Hi, Madison. Rosalina. We are back. We're for back. Season two. <laughs> this is so exciting. Oh my god, I'm so happy. I am very um, yeah, it's weird. We are on a screen. And we're going to be on yeah, the screen we are on for a the screen. next three months. <laughs> oh my God, it's so strange. It's so strange. It's kind of fun though. I quite like it. I quite like being yeah. on the, it's like a non-shit Zoom call. Yeah. I quite like, this is our weekly catch up too. Cause I, you know me, I don't text that much. So I'm like, yeah, whenever I do text, I like, I sent you a message the other day and I'm like, if anyone else read that, they think I'm being a blunt bitch, but like... <laughs> It's okay. Fine. I know it's you well She understands. <laughs> I went and had my cry in the toilet, and then was like, "It's just because it's just who she is." <laughs> or like, I'll read something and I'll be like, "Oh, that's really nice," and then I'll walk away from my phone and just leave you yeah. on the scene. It's okay. It's all good. It it's also it's also mostly just me sending you videos of Patch, which I need. So, Although every time you send yeah. me them, I cry. Oh no, I'm so sorry. No, 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 oh, no. keep sending me them. But Joe, it's so funny because Joe FaceTimed me the other day and he's done it a few times now. And every time he's spoken to me and I've been like, fine. And like, I miss him so much, but I'm just like, fine, fine, fine. Cause we're just having normal conversations. And then he puts me up to mm. the dogs and I'm like, don't just take it off. I'm literally he, like in tears. <laughs> the other morning he's like, so I've just spoken to Maddie. And the whole time her and I were speaking, she was fine. I show her patch and she starts crying. I was like, I don't know what you expect. I was like, oh, I just miss him so much. And he's just like, and I'm seeing, I'm getting all these, not that I'm spending much time on Instagram right now either, but I'm getting all these Instagram whenever I go on, it's like the reels that are like, your dog only lives for so many years and like you're the biggest part of your life and I'm like fuck I fuck no need this <laughs> um how have things been how are you I am exhausted yeah I think I have pushed myself the most I have ever pushed myself in my life and that's fine I went out until 1am last night and I felt like that was long enough. Got up at 6 this morning. Actually, no, that's a lie. I got up at 7 this morning because I slept in. But still a little yeah, bit of when work. You get back, when you get back in at 1, I think it's fine to sleep in until 7. I do too. So I did a little bit of work and then I came back to work. Yeah, I'm just working a lot. Like I'm working an hour to two hours in the morning and then two hours in the evening, but I'm also working in the barn eight till six kind of thing. So it's fine. Holy shit. That is a lot of working. That is a lot of working. Are you, do you find yourself struggling to fight burnout a little bit? Uh, Yeah, I'm struggling to, the thing I'm finding the hardest is keeping my eyes open and like literally like sometimes I'm sitting there and I'm like typing and I'm like but do you know what I had a one-on-one with Rob the other day and Mm. my manager and he was say I said to him I'm actually finding I'm getting more done because I'm coming to a task in the morning or in the evening or whenever I sit down Mm. I've got one thing in front of me that I need to do yeah I do it and then 
next I like I'm not procrastinating as much only yeah, thing you... I procrastinate is when I cross my workloads over so I have mm. to like make sure that I'm just doing like my work work time and then my blue like my camp time and then I've got my personal workload like my freelance stuff time and I have mm, to make sure that I, st- really I schedule those times. Otherwise I sit down and I start on one thing, but then I get distracted with another. And then I think about another and then I'm like going back to, and nothing gets done. Whereas if I am like, okay, from this hour to this hour, I'm working on my, my personal stuff, then I get it done. Mm. So that's good. I've learned that's good. That's a really, time better. That's really good. Like, And that will serve you beyond just camp as well because it's it is really difficult when you have lots of plates to juggle of being like okay so I need to sit and dedicate this time to this and then you're like oh no but also this and this and this and that compartmentalizing of time is going to be a really big uh, but also a great thing for you to take out from it and that's good it sounds like you are like going by your time management yeah yeah and learning a lot um and then I still had time. I mean, I didn't do as much work yesterday, but I still had time to go out and socialize last night, which for me is important. Um, it's super. I key. just think I'm going to be super exhausted by the end of the summer, but it's fine. But that's it's okay. Fine. Then you can come home and sleep. Exactly. I will just sleep the whole way through. No, mm. I, I will take a week off when I finish, I think, and yeah. just reset and like really focus on sleeping and making sure I settle myself into a routine and then I get back into work but it's manageable when you've got a deadline right like that's what I find yeah Yeah. and that's it's actually easier in high pressured situations weirdly like somehow yeah I yeah find that I find that being in that high pressure environment is better like because if I get left too long to do things I'm like "Eh." Yeah, and then I'm like, got, like <laughs> I literally got like five post-it notes stuck to my laptop, like here, here, and then on the back of it is all these post-it notes with all my to-do lists, and I'm like, oh yeah, that'll that'll be fine. I've got horseback stuff right here that I need to do. I've got stuff on my phone. I've got ClickUp. <laughs> anyway, oh that's great. That's good. I'm getting there. How are you? Good. You're in a new yeah. house. For, I am in a new house. Are going to be there for like two months? Six, yeah, six weeks. So just, yeah. Um, yes, wow. I am in a new house. It is is cold here today. Like I'm literally yeah. clinging to this heater beside me. Um, and they don't have a log burner here, which makes me really sad because I was growing very attached to the one at home. It makes the house um, oh, So nice. So, so nice. Um, but yeah, no, it's good. I've got two little snossage dogs to look after, which is nice. No. Um, in the glorious Hut Valley. <laughs> oh my it's god, beautiful. I went to frigging, I went to frigging New World this morning. Uh, so this ha- these people are clearly not coffee drinkers. Yeah. So I get up this morning. I slept really badly last night just because I just couldn't sleep, and then I stupidly left my. Well, I went to the toilet, and the cat ran into my room, and I was like, I just don't have the energy to like get you to leave. So the cat yeah. was then waking me up every hour being like, hi, good morning. Hi. And I literally fuck off. <laughs> um, oh. So I slept terribly and I was just like, I just need a coffee. Yeah. Open the cupboards. I'm like, there's no fucking coffee. Or there's like a little thing of stuff you need to either put in a plunger or like and make properly. Yeah. They didn't have a cafetiere. And I was like, fuck's sake. 
So I then look at the bottom of the cupboard and I find this like pot of French style instant coffee. And as I looked, I was like, okay, this is 11% coffee. So it's going to, it's going to tide me over for a second. I open it and I'm like, it's a bit stuck together, but like, I'll give it a stir. It'll be fine. I am just going to double check the sell by date. 2013, August, 2013 is when that went off. Did you th- <laughs> literal draw no. Tron? Did you throw it out? No, I just put it back in the cupboard because I was like, "This is not my house." Like, I don't know why they want to keep it, but I just leave them to it. So I went. Wow. I then nipped to New World and bought a jar of coffee. And oh my god, it's like revived my soul. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is coming from the person that never drank coffee in their life. Never drank, never drank coffee, and would be like, "No, it gives me heart palpitations." And now I'm like, <laughs> I need at least one a day. <laughs> oh my god, you live in the general so Wellington. You live in the general Wellington area long enough, then you yeah. Live. It likes you. What did I say to you? What did I say when you first got to New Zealand? And I was like, you want a coffee? And you're like, no. No, I'll just have a tea. Yeah. I was like, you should. I'm like, (laughs) but yeah, no, I'm good. But yes, in the, in the joyous Hutt Valley area, which is Mm. a bit of a complicated place for several reasons. And I felt it a bit this morning. Like, Oh really? yeah, I don't know. It's just felt a bit strange um, because, yeah, yeah, it, it's yeah. just all felt a bit. And but I tell you what has been super nice is I'm actually I'm like up in the Belmont Hills area. So oh, when you nice. walk up, and I like went for a walk yesterday um, and turned around and you can like see across to the water, which is pretty. Oh, that's pretty. Yeah, that's a nice so place was, to be in. Yeah, and it, it like it is nice. It does just it's just feels quite weird and I miss already miss not being able to walk to like a shop or something because I I mean I tend to drive to the shop anyway when I'm at home but like you have the option to walk if you want to yeah and yes maybe when Um, I get back we should walk to New World to do our groceries maybe we'll make that a weekly thing yeah we should and we should oh my god and we should get those trolleys walk to the market (laughs) Ooh, yeah, yeah. And we could we could absolutely walk to the market or oh, I went I to the market so. the other day because I don't think I've ever yeah. actually really been Have to you? go and get fruit no because ah. you and Joe always just go like and it's like kind of a nice yeah. thing that you guys do together a date thing <laughs> you're no, you're little, little <laughs> <laughs> you're his curry wife <laughs> Miss curry wife oh my god <sighs> just sidetrack I will hear about the market in a second I just need to explain to everyone about what we've just been talking about rosie and i just had a catch-up before this and she was saying to me how since i've been gone which has been a whole two weeks or something three weeks maybe but a push her and joe have had three curries and now two curries two curries two curries curries. okay i just want to explain something that every time joe and i or whoever else we're with we've ordered a curry i've gone basic person white girl butter chicken and mild butter chicken and that is my curry order fight me i don't care that's what i like eating i don't mind having a little bit of like someone else's i like my mild yeah. or sometimes a medium butter chicken no but you, Joe like, you always like. gives me shit always <laughs> every time he's like you want your white girl order i'm like yeah <laughs> what has he been ordering rosie he's been ordering 
a mild butter chicken in your honor Twice. which is quite Two sweet times. okay okay i need you to yeah, not there's a cat <laughs> yeah in the way hi indy okay. i need you to not ah Rose, you're being attacked by a cat. Oh my god, ow. Oh, it like oh. scratched my arm. Right, can you just. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Look at it. It's going to kill you. He's not. He's. He is actually gorgeous. He looks like Emmy. He looks exactly like oh, Martian. Does he? Yeah. Oh, oh Martian. No, different. Oh my god, so much similar. So so much similar. That doesn't even make sense. (laughs) But yeah, so Joe is now an orderer of the mild butter chicken. White girl. And I think can I say that? Is that rude? Am I being racist right now? No, it's uh, no because it's just it's a basic white girl thing. The butter chicken. Don't come for me. Um, (laughs) And also, you are white. So you cannot okay. really be racist towards yourself. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Joe and I have <laughs> somehow become like uh, like synonymous at the curry house because I think it's I think it's the no sultanas biryani that I order because yeah. um, I don't and really the white like girl butter chicken and the white girl butter chicken and so I ordered it and she's like oh yeah order for Joe and I was like. Um, it can go under Hannah actually I was like how the fuck does she know like I didn't even I rang off my phone as well so it's not like she has the number saved as like the number that rings from but yeah and then when Joe went to pick it up she uh, she said something like oh yeah your wife rang (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) okay anyway tell me about the markets um, yeah, and it was super nice. Like, it was really fun going, oh, my God, the cat's a literal asshole in my face. Um, yeah, it was super nice being able to go to the market. And we took Patch with us. <laughs> right, Indy, can you get down now, please? Thank you. <laughs> this is going well. Okay, bye, Maddie. <sighs> Right, out. Go on, out. Go on. Bye. Right, I'm I love that I could hear his purring. <laughs> I know, he's so cute. He purrs so loudly. But yeah, it was super cute going to the market. It was really, really nice. And getting with being there with all the little old ladies picking out the veggies and shit. It was super cute. Um, yeah, no, I enjoyed it. No, I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, it was nice. Good. And Patch, Patchy Poo was good. Oh, you good boy. Although, although apparently he barked, he like barked or growled at a lady. <laughs> Not ideal. Uh, I think Joe told me, and he said Floss set him off. Oh, no, this is, no. No, because no. Floss wasn't there. No, this was the other day. No, don't worry about it. He was telling me about the other morning. He was like, went out for a walk and they were being really good. And then Floss, he was like the little witch set him off. I was like, she is a shit. <laughs> she is the, she is a demon. Do you know every so they've been like they've been bonkers in the morning all this week. Yeah. Oh my god. So Joe leaves and it's like they have some sort of like witching hour. <laughs> On Friday morning? Yeah, Friday morning. They were like banging at my door. I could feel Patch just going <laughs> like this at the door. And I was like, fuck my life. So I opened it and they were like, hi, good morning, good morning. My floss has got into the habit of leaping immediately onto my bed. I wonder where she's got that habit from, Rosie. <laughs> but like uninvited leaping onto my bed. <laughs> and I'm like, no, off. And she's like, but 
but Auntie Rosie, but please, but yeah, they and then they just run around the house going fucking mental. <laughs> like I don't know, oh, it's so weird. But yeah, they are banging on the door. I went to the toilet the other day, didn't quite shut the door. Patch was like, "Good morning." <laughs> I love that. He, I love that about Patch. He was in the middle of a pee, and he like just puts his head and he's like, "Good morning." What are you doing? <laughs> and it's like, Patch, I'm peeing. Fuck off. And he's like, yeah, on Okay. Nice. Can I come in? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. I stay here. And I told, oh my God. So um, he was barking at something the other day. And yeah. I told him to go to bed. And I was sat cross-legged in front of the fire lighting it. And he was like, okay, this is my bed now. And he went and crawled and like, curled himself up on my lap. As though <laughs> I was his bed. <laughs> Oh, you like wanting a cuddle. Yeah, but he was being naughty at the time. And I was like, that's not what do we do? I reckon he's way smarter than he is. Like the fact that he got up on the couch the other day and just in the sunshine and was just like, okay, I sleep here then. And it was like he'd been allowed up at the couch in the neighbor's house once the night before. Yeah, and then then he just seems to think in our house it's okay. I think he's um, a smart I, little shit. When I went and told him off, Floss was like, <laughs> wasn't me. I wasn't on the sofa because I know I'm not allowed. Thank you, Rosie. I am Angel. I am Angel, even though it's me that causes a lot of the issues. She was probably standing there like, get on the couch, Patch. Get on the couch. Do it, yeah, Patch. Do, 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 do it, it Patch. Patch. <laughs> do it, Patch. Yeah, you can do it. You can do it. You're allowed. Yeah. No one's going to say I have off. a question for you. Um, yes. That I didn't ask you before we started recording, but that's okay. And um, how are my plants? They're, They're fine. Alive. I have been period. Ah. They are alive. I have been periodically. Oh my god, the olive tree is like yeah. flourishing. Flourishing. Yeah, it just needed to die and like reset. Yeah, it I'm looks sure really, it. really good. Um, get Joe to you send you a picture it's of it. Dying. It's dying. <laughs> it was. It was dying. All the leaves just, were falling off. I kept going. I was like, it just needs to reset. Just needs to get but, used to its new home. It, Dying, <laughs> but no, it looks really good. It looks really good. It's she's and doing well, Sarah. Uh, yes, doing well as well. I went through and watered them last night, um, oh. with the little spray bottle not last night, night before, with the little spray bottle. Oh, so, I don't know what how what their fate will be from here. <laughs> yeah, I haven't thought about that one. I will be going I'll, back, I'll I will go back in and check on them. But yeah, you may need to send him a reminder. Make sure the um, dogs are okay too, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I will be going. And to check that, you know, Joe is alive and not. Yeah. Because there was a period where we just lived off soup for like a week when he did that meal prepping. True. <laughs> I ate so That's much so soup that week, it's not funny. Oh my God. Oh, oh Joe. Anyway, shall we? Shall we? Should we get into it? It's Shall so we? good to be back. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. I hope everyone's been okay and you've not missed us too much. Actually, I hope you've missed us loads and that you are like wetting yourself with excitement at the release of this episode. Do you know, a lot of people at camp have been like, oh, I've been listening to your podcast. I love it. Blah, blah, blah. And they're like, are you going to keep doing it while you're here? Like, I'm going to miss it. And I'm like, ha. Uh, yeah. It's like it's like it's microdosing weird. being a famous person. It's so weird. Oh yeah, like, I wouldn't want to do any I, more than this. I'm like, I love I love your podcast. I'm like, shut up, no, you don't listen to that silly podcast yeah. that we do. <laughs> like Yeah. Yeah. And I just yeah. hate the attention. And, I'm like, ha, 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 ha. 
And then I'm just like, okay. My twin sister, Maddie. Uh, we just have yeah. the same name. <laughs> yeah. Although Ben um, um, Hooper's putting my name as um, Madison on everything here. And I'm like, I'm like seeing runner schedules and I'm seeing all these different schedules and it's like Madison horseback. I'm like, Okay. Who's okay. Don't know. So obviously, who the fuck is Madison Horseback? Does anyone ever actually call you Madison, other no, than your mum, which tells you off? Yeah, Jeremy does sometimes. That's true. Not yeah. as much, but then here does. Okay. Weird. That's weird. weird. Super weird. Anyway, Madison. Anyway. Madison. Madison Hall, who has been watching pornography on the computer? <laughs> <laughs> Can you see how many chins I just had been when I put my hand up? <laughs> and this is my favorite thing about this being recorded, is this is now uh, all recording. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. And it so. works perfectly with our topic for today. It does. It does. So our topic for today, which is a total surprise to you because we didn't talk about it in our catch up, obviously. Um, uh, I'm being sarcastic. You looked so confused. You were like, I was really confused. I was like, have you changed this on me? I have. (laughs) We're talking about um, astrophysics. (laughs) Do you know what? The farrier the other day put something on the horse's foot and then he turns to me. He's from Iceland. Like, he's fucking whack. Anyway, he turns to me and he's like, this is what they used on the spaceship that blew up. I was like, okay. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Anyway, moving on. Astrophysics, that's all I know. Um, So we're talking about bringing your best self to the office and in your personal life and what happens when the two meet in a good way, when they meet in a bad way, and how you balance things. Mm. So, Mm. which is an issue I think that we have experienced a lot of. I'm sure that lots of other people have as well because... You spend a lot of time at work and whilst you can kind of say, oh, yeah, you try not to bring work home, blah, 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 blah. The reality yeah. is you spend too much time at work to not yeah, you probably let spend it. more time at work. You, yeah, you definitely spend more time at work than you do. Hmm. I mean, uh, you especially right now <laughs> spend yeah. an insane amount of time at work. Um, <clears throat> and it's about, you know, like not letting it seep in. But actually, the reality is, is it's going to. So how do you yeah. work with that so do you find it hard to balance between your office and personal life yeah right. okay right <laughs> right, so now, right now right now right now doesn't count right now there is no yeah you have no you have one life <laughs> yes um but I think at home I think in the job that I'm in at the moment well, was in full time when I was at home still am in part time um I was really good at walking away from it. Most 99% of the time I was really good at like shutting my computer and being like, that's it. I'm done. And, Mm. um, yeah, like the balance for me and other roles hasn't come that easily. Like I feel like I've probably spent too much time at work and like too much time involved with the people that I've had within work. And I think that's a huge thing as well is like, if you're super involved with your colleagues and you're super always like they're your best friends and they're the people you hang out with and they're the people you see at work every day, like 
you've got no boundaries. Hmm. And I think that's super important to have is like those boundaries that we've already touched on friendships, like work friendships. But yeah, those, that's a huge part of keeping both lives separate. I do believe. Yeah. Mm. That's yeah. My answer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I very much agree. Uh, there have been, there have definitely been jobs where I have like been able to just close my laptop and be like, see ya. Bye. But there's also been like, I struggle to not be like a bit, I struggle to shut off sometimes because yeah. I don't ever want people to think I'm slacking either, which is yeah. something I feel like I feel in myself very much recently, like I have been flailing and slacking just yeah. because I have been in a bit of a funny headspace that I've not really come to terms with in terms of my personal life. And it's massively affected my working life. And it's only really in the last like week that I've been like, okay, I need to actually just address this personal shit because it's really seeping into my work life. And since doing that, I felt much better, but I've definitely, there are definitely huge blurred lines between my work and my personal life and trying not yeah. to let it go in into each other it's to see. But I think, but one thing I have kind of, it's been saying to myself the last like, like week, 10 days is just like, yeah, this personal stuff is happening, but you do just have to continue with your job. Like you cannot, and you yeah. cannot just fall back on it as an excuse. Like just like, yes there yeah, are times hard, when obviously it? personal stuff is going to override work stuff because it just has yeah. to um but I you just I've just yeah had to kind of just like look at myself in the mirror and be like okay you just need to just get on with it because this yeah. is life like think yeah. these things do have to run like simultaneously so you you have to try and find the balance but yeah. I think with the flexibility of my job is great but it does sometimes create that like never off feeling um because I ask you that I'm happy and I love I love jumping into things like and I love being that person that people can rely on which probably almost unhealthily so I love being that person that can respond to things that people can rely on that it doesn't matter what time of day and like I'll stay until the job is done I've always been very even when I was working as like an employee in an office I would you know there would be times when I'd be at work until like half nine at night yeah, especially on like a year end type thing. And I took pride in that. And I took pride in the yeah. fact that I was, I would stay. And, but actually, is that a particularly healthy thing? Probably not. Um, no. But I do, yeah, as a contractor, I definitely find that I, I always feel like I'm always at least ha- like I'm half on, I'm never in or out. I'm always in that yeah. in between space. And that probably um, comes from having, not having set hours and not always having a physical space. Like I do find, and it's different because you go into different roles and like agency roles, we both know that they are the most demanding roles that you can take on as a creative and you do, it's the same thing. It's almost like it's, you're shunned for leaving the office when you should be leaving the office. Whereas like, as a contractor, you don't even have the boundaries of like, okay, you need to be at this desk nine to five. Like you have, you need to get this, this and this done. And Uh, 
the timing on that is on you. So that could be at like 11 p.m. at night. It depends on how you manage that time. Just huge. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. And it's been a, it's been a huge learning curve for me. Massive. Yeah. Like, um, and as someone that has always really, st- like, I was terrible at homework when I was a kid because yeah. I was just like, ah, fuck this shit. I can't bother to do it. I was terrible at coursework, but I was good at exams because I had to do it in that time pressure. Yeah. So Same. I'm now just really trying to recalibrate myself. And I still like furlough when I was furlough, mm. fucked my brain. Oh my God like massively fuck my brain I'm still trying yeah. to really recover from that so yeah and actually like being around you has helped me with this a lot because I take a lot of inspiration <laughs> from you and I found that I've learned a lot being in your like company and I've learned a lot from you a lot from you and it's kind of taught me to just sometimes just be like no you just need to get on with it like you yeah. can sit here you can wallow about it or you can just get on with it which is actually what you have to do um which is kind of a lesson which is something I've noticed that you really do so <laughs> I um yeah I do take lessons from you for sure I, I feel awkward right now. <laughs> Do you know what's so funny is you've just said that, like you just need to get on with it and stuff. One of the girls said to me like here the other day, they're like, I love how blunt you are. Am I a blunt person? <laughs> so I was like, she rolled the hose back up and I was like, that looks like shit. Do it again. As I was walking past, I was like, just do it again. And I make comments like that all the time, but it's more just like, so you're not a blunt person right so okay am i a blunt person you are are a lovely person oh thanks blunt is not how i would describe it it is just like direct Direct. and it's just like you just need to just do it again like there is i could stand here and put like frou-frou language around it and be like oh oh no like but it's like actually sometimes you just need to just do it again like you just and you just tell you just say things how they are it's never mean or horrible it's just it's just direct I wouldn't I wouldn't say it's blunt it's direct I've, and it's good I've like I've never it means... considered myself direct at all but you're not the thing is I think as well you're not always direct all right. sometimes you are like you're gentler with things and then other yeah. times you're just direct about stuff yeah. like when Weird. yeah it's funny isn't it but it's good it's good keeps the people around you accountable like (laughs) accountable keeps keeps joe semi accountable but joe kind of does to the beat of his own drum to be honest with you (laughs) um oh my god we didn't discuss the rabbit thing we'll discuss that oh my gosh put it in the culture roundup (laughs) oh the the rabbit yeah yeah maybe we'll we'll leave it as a, a week highlight yeah. We have week highlights while we're away. Yes, we should. Yeah, yes, let's do we it. Should. Okay, um, new segment coming this week. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I would say that you're, I wouldn't say that you're blunt. I would just say that you're direct and it's good. It means Very it's, interesting. it's a good managerial thing because sometimes yeah. you just need to just be told something. Um, yeah. Yeah, and like I say, there, there have been times I've been definitely like dithering about stuff and then you've just been like, well, you just need to do it. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, you're right. I do just need to do it. And I'm probably just like, but, <laughs> but I, sometimes um, I don't practice what I preach. Sometimes I'm like beating around the bush and then someone needs to yeah. tell me that I just need to do it. I'm like, oh yeah, I do. Do you have someone specifically in your life that has been the one to tell you that you just need to do stuff? My dad. 
Yeah. Always See, dad. Yeah. And you are Just quite similar get to on your with dad. It. You are yeah. quite similar to you in that respect. <laughs> we still need to post the video of him and I singing at Christmas. The, the There's best no better similarity. <laughs> that video is amazing. And it's, it's your mum and Jeremy sat there like... <laughs> you and your dad are so similar yeah but no he's always said that and he says it's a joe too now and i see him saying it aloud dad like it's fine but he's always just like you just need to do it he's like stop Mm. fucking talking about it and do it and i'm like yeah and that's very much what that's very much what you're like and that's what you've been that's what you're thanks richard that that is what but it's a good thing and it's a good like it's a great trait to have as a manager, I would say, because yeah. yes, you are lovely. Like your dad is lovely, but you know when to just be like, actually, we just now need to get on with the task at hand. Yeah, There's there's no, you can't go over it. You can't go under it type thing. Like you just have to do it. Yeah. yeah. Interesting way um, to do real there, but. Yeah, but I think it's. for the insight. <laughs> you're so welcome. Um <laughs> Do you take any particular steps not to blend? What kind of what steps do you take not to let the two blend too much? To not let your personal life blend into your work life and vice versa? Um, I think I'm quite. I'm just quite stubborn. Like I, I really don't think there's anything else to it aside from the fact that I'm going to sound like such a Gen Zer here. But I'm like, I don't get paid enough to be thinking about this outside of work hours. No one's going to die. I need to enjoy my life. Otherwise I'm not going to enjoy my job. And those are like the things that I always remind myself, like, yeah, there might be some nights I stay now until five thirty or six, maybe if I'm lucky or I'll do some stuff out of hours. Or I like, I like to get up early and do things because I'm more productive in the morning than I am in the afternoon. So I'd rather get up and get the day done and then be finished earlier. But, um, I don't know. I wouldn't say there's steps. I would just say it's more, and it's going to be so much more different for you and a lot harder for you because as I said, you don't have that nine to five structure. So it's not like you just have to show up, make sure you do your work within those hours. It's kind of a lot harder because you've got like, you could do it early in the morning, you could do it late in the evening, but then you also don't have anyone holding you accountable for if you flick over and start doing something else. Like, like I was talking to you about with my time management and learning. Mm. Um, So I think that's helped me. Um, But right now I'm struggling obviously to keep those lines blurred because, and to know like my work at camp is not work. I don't see it as work. I just, and that's when you know you found like the right job or the dream job is I don't show up every day and I'm like, I'm not like, like I've got to do this again. I'm like, this is just just life like yeah 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 Yeah. this is just the stuff I enjoy and like I'm able to have fun you know all the fun stuff like I'm I enjoy myself and I walk around and even if I'm shit tired like I'm just jumping around like singing or being stupid when I can be so it's a bit different but yeah I don't know what how do you find it especially now in the role that you're in how do you find that you have to draw those like draw those lines? I think it, it's really difficult because I actually don't really know. Yeah. <laughs> I, but I like to keep whilst I don't have a routine, I do try and like in the mornings, I still 
like to have a slower start in the morning like I don't usually yeah. start doing picking up work properly until about half past nine because yeah I, I like that I like to not have to get up really early um yeah. because unless I'm catching a flight or doing something exciting I don't really like getting up super early. like I, I'm awake yeah. usually I'll wake up it's not unusual for me to wake up between about half six and seven but I don't want to get out of my little pit I want to, I want to lay in my pit and do stuff (laughs) and just like go on my phone, read Twitter, like do whatever. And, and then go for my walk each morning. So I do keep to my very stringent morning routine, which is really important to have that time and just kind of what, like start my day with trying to yeah keep it going and I try to have at least one day on a weekend where I'm not doing work like the reality is is that and I'm going to try moving forward now I'm going to try and make it so I'm really not having to work on weekends yeah um I want to be able to do all of my work here within the week um to get me into a better time management routine for one Mm -hmm. and also just it doesn't ever spill into the weekend because I want my weekends for just myself like yeah yeah my life my glittering fabulous social life that I definitely (laughs) but no but like you know like um being able to go out for runs and hikes in the gym and stuff and just and not have to think about it and if I want to sit and play sims for two hours I can just do that completely guilt-free like what you mean like, yeah. I think it's I, just not having anything to do in the weekend. Yeah. Only the things you want to do. Only the things you want to do, exactly. And and it's, yeah, having this, fl- like, flexible, fluid working thing is great, but I think I have realised it is really important to still have that semi-structure of try working Monday to Friday. I mean, there are always going to be times when, you know, stuff yeah. will spill into the week, like, things need to be answered, blah, 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 but having that sort of structure of at least doing Monday to Friday, regardless of what time and stuff you do in the day, but just having the weekends to yourself is, is definitely really important. So yeah, that is, is. um, working in a creative industry, do you feel a greater pressure to bring like your best self and to bring you have, I often feel that you have to bring a higher quality output mm. because you're using it feels like you're using so yeah. much of your brain yeah. um you just want to keep you're... things original right like yes so difficult <laughs> but yeah I think I feel like especially at the moment my especially for social media I can see a lot of what's not working but I don't have a solution to get what I know works because I've got no like I'm not there to, and this is for both in my job and for my clients, I'm not there to collect the content and I'm not there. I don't have the capacity to collect those resources. So then yeah. I really struggle because I'm trying to make something out of nothing a lot of the time. And that's where my procrastination will come in and I'll just put it off and put it off and put it off. And then all of a sudden it's Friday, like it is right now. And I have only done one social post in a week kind of thing. No, my shit. Yeah. So I have to think a lot about that, but I think as, and again, it's been mentioned quite a bit is working in a creative agency. And I've seen it with multiple agencies, like not just my experience in 
I think I've only worked in two agencies, but both are the same. Like people are there busting ass until like the, if you're the last person there, you're probably employee of the month kind of thing. Like that's just mm-hmm. how it is. And it is such a toxic culture, but I think it's because it's such a, there's so much more that goes into that work than a lot of people realize. So when you're paying so much for someone's time or you're paying so much for just an ad campaign or you're paying so much Mm -hmm. for a campaign around, I don't know, like a new product launch or something, you're actually, I think there's a lot of people that don't understand the value in what they get and then Mm -hmm. That means that we have to you have to find a match in the creative industry to meet consumer expectations, but at the same time you have to cover all the overheads. And from what I've seen, and I don't know if this is right or wrong, it's just my like thoughts and the way that I've seen it, is that value doesn't quite add up. So then we have to make time up because we're underpaid like the company as a whole is underpaid for what they do and underpaid for the hours they do because you can't put a number on creative work like you can it could take you two seconds to come up with the best campaign idea in the world or it could take you like two hours there's no number that we can associate consistent number that can be associated with it so I think that's a lot of the issue um and as I said I don't see it as much now because I'm not specifically in a creative industry i'm in a separate industry working as a creative and i think that's a huge difference like it makes the world of difference for me and my hours and like what's expected yeah definitely yeah what's your thoughts i mean you've also worked in a couple of different industries so i'm quite keen to hear yeah i think it's 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 the same as well and there are days when try as you might your brain just isn't isn't in the right place and like you say it can take you two seconds you can come up with an amazing idea in two seconds some days and other days it takes you literally hours to pull random bits of like to try and pull it through and I always find that you can't necessarily always account for that time because It's like, this is my thinking time that I needed. I can't charge the client for all this thinking time. Yeah, because that's it. That's all research the, time. All research time is actually not yeah. how it works. Like I can't, I can't do that. So yeah. I, you have to just kind of, you work a lot more than it shows for, than you can show. Absolutely. And you're sometimes like, and you're like, oh my God, this, I, I feel, it looks like I've done nothing. I haven't done nothing. I've actually done loads, but, and yeah. it's, it's drained like the life force out of me a bit sometimes yeah. and then other days you're like oh my god this is flowing this is amazing <laughs> and you do you feel better for that for sure yeah. but yeah across of it, it's definitely, it definitely is easier to I, I well not easier it's it can be nicer to work as a creative in a non-creative industry sometimes yeah because I find as well that your ideas get a lot of prey <laughs> Like this is going to sound really weird, but yeah, it's the bar is lower, not yeah. not necessarily that the quality of work that you produce is lower, but when you are not in an environment full of other creatives, the bar is definitely lower, and you can, yeah. 
and it makes you feel good. You might not be actually progressing as much if you were working in a agency environment where you're working with other creatives and they're like, actually, no, you need to be reaching for here. Um, but mm-hmm. on in terms of oh, that is enough, Sarah. I'm sorry. <laughs> Why does this always happen? It's always when I it's usually always when I'm freaking like bitching about something. I'm like recording my voice. Um but yeah, I think it can be working with other creatives can actually be quite draining sometimes. Yeah. Especially mm-hmm. as well if you all have if one of you is having an off day but the other one's having an on day. Yeah. And you're and they're like, why aren't you just like bouncing off this energy? I'm like <laughs> I'm just not because feeling it. I'm not feeling it. Like I can't, yeah. you can't force yourself to feel it. Yeah. Sorry, you were gonna say <laughs> No, you said that. And then I've thought of times where I've been sitting in meetings and I'm like, this is shit. And I've said that out loud and then I've been like, awkward. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) no, but I was going to say, you made me think of a good question. Do you think that like your, your energy and your spark and your personality, do you think that that can sometimes when you don't have these boundaries with work, do you think that that can sometimes affect how you are as a person in and out of the office? I don't know if this is one of your questions or not. So I've probably just done what I normally do and jump into your question. And you're like, yeah, I'm going to ask that. And I'm yeah. like, ah! <laughs> um, It actually wasn't, that wasn't a question, but it's a really ooh, good question. Ooh, okay. <laughs> um, but you know, do you know what I mean? Like how, who, who you are as a person, does that get affected if you're say having no boundaries with your work and you're constantly thinking about it in and out of the workplace 100 percent, 100 percent, and it becomes it it almost becomes a a section of your personality which yeah is it's really difficult because yes it's important to be passionate about your job and it's lovely when you're passionate about your job but when you are letting it literally bleed into your personality, Mm. I don't think it's, it's great. And there was definitely a time uh, kind of at the end of last year when I was grappling with Mm. working two jobs that that was happening to me and it was becoming, it was becoming a huge part of who I was and actually in a way that I didn't really enjoy and it, yeah. I remember in my first job, I, I put way too much of myself into it and it it forever like altered me and yeah, yeah massively impacted my personality. Have you have you experienced that? Do you have you experienced where you've let too much of yourself? Yeah. I think I mean I very much try and be super oh, I hate this term but my authentic self mm. and like really stick to my values and that is being like have fun make sure everyone you know make sure that like everyone's okay and so on and so forth and yeah. whether that's right or wrong by other people that doesn't matter it's more yeah. what matters for me and like what I who I want to be and who I want to represent so I've really focused always focused on that but I've definitely had times where that's been pushed out of me and I've just been more like fuck this fuck that like real Mm. 
not myself about things and not like I will usually go to work and I'll be blah, 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 like chatting away, like getting stuff done, chatting away, making a joke, like always having a laugh. I do it here. I do it at home. Like I make sure I'm always like this morning I was singing to the horses and I was like giving goss cuddles and I was like, yeah. Rosie, can you hear me? I can hear you. You're back. Where did you go? Where did you go? Where are you? I can't see you. Oh, I can see you. You can see me? Okay, I just can't see you. I'm just going to see these. I need to get new headphones. These are so old and they just die within like two seconds. So stupid. Oh, no. Is that your... um, One out. Is this what are they called? The headphones? AirPods. Yeah, I mean, they have names, don't they? Or is it your other ones that have names? No. Can you see me? What was I saying? Uh, I think I was singing to the horse the other morning. Yeah, you were singing to the horses. I've really noticed that that doesn't come out of me. And, like, I'll try and spread that energy throughout the team and throughout whoever I'm working with. But I do notice, like, if I'm not super strict with those boundaries and I have to be really aware of it where I am right now, um, that then I – that can, like, drag other people down. So I always make that effort to be that person. But sometimes I just – I'm just not that person. And especially, as I said, if I don't have those boundaries, I go down the hill quite fast. And that's like not just a bad day kind of thing. It's like a bad month kind of thing, you know? Do you also feel kind of, this is like sort of a two-sided question, but do you mm. sometimes feel like, when we we spoke a little bit about this in the Losing Your Spark episode, but about that sometimes when you are at work, the environment that you're in can actually just crush and compress you and take away that personality and take away those things. And you, you find you're not being your authentic self in a workplace. And then on the flip side of that, it kind of just what you've just spoken about. If you are having a bad day, it's trying not to bring that into the office and to still be the happy, joyous, bubbly person. But if you're having to put on that front, is that does that feel hard to have to put on the front and be be there for everybody else when you're really not feeling it because you don't want to you want to make sure that you're being that bubbly you're being your bubbly self but actually do you feel pressure to be your bubbly self even when you feel like yeah I'm really not feeling this but I feel like I can't not put this like front on of being even if sometimes, even if most of the time it's not a front, it is who you are, but you still feel like you still have to be that person even when you feel like a detachment from yourself. Yeah. I don't, I haven't ever really like, I mean, I'm aware of it. I'm aware of how sometimes I will make, I can make other people feel and I'm aware that that influence sometimes can be bigger than what I think it is because a lot of the time I'm like, oh, people don't care if I'm in a shit mood. But, it, like, it does flow down and I notice it when other people are in a shit mood. So it does make me consciously think about it, 
but it goes back to me being direct when I'm like, fuck off, don't talk to me. Like I'm very much like you would know you would, if you tried to talk to me and I was not in a good place or I was needing to get something done or I was just not feeling like being that kind of person, you would, you would know. (laughs) Hmm. Do you, do you, are you upfront with people about it? Or do you say like, look, I'm going to be honest, like not having a great day. This is happening. It's it's nothing personal against any of you. It's just, it's just on me. Like I'm all good. I just, Mm. or do you just kind of go into a mode of, you find yourself being more direct and you find yourself putting up the walls maybe without saying something? I usually put my headphones in Mm. and that's like a, that's a don't talk to me sign. I'm, yeah, less like, yeah, I probably should be more like, oh, I'm just having a bad day. Like, it's not you, it's me kind of thing. But I'm very yeah. much like, <laughs> headphones in, if you talk to me, I'm like, yes, no. <laughs> <laughs> you know how it is. You know exactly how it is. <laughs> There's been so many times that I've done it to you. And a lot of that, like, especially before I left, like I felt like I had no... I was working when I got home, but I was working when I got home because I had more stuff to do. It wasn't my job job. It was other work. And Mm. that really took its toll on me because it was like I wanted to just live that life that I had and I felt that I couldn't and then I felt like I was always working and then that took me out in a way that wasn't like you hadn't done anything, Joe hadn't done anything, Patch, I was never grumpy with Patch. You can't be. He's the angel. (laughs) But you know what I mean? But I was in Mm. that like fuck off mode. Yeah. And it wasn't personal. And I would, I probably didn't say, I probably would say it to you actually, but not always. Like I felt myself feeling guilty or something because I'd snap. You and I, you and I had a conversation about it. Like, um, like we do about everything. Like we had a conversation and I never took it personally ever because I know you. you well enough to just be like I know that she just needs yeah this this space and this breathing room and it's a lot it's so much to get ready and so much to do like I get it yeah and that's where it's like a great friendship because I just know that even if I'm like I feel guilty or I'm like oh I don't want to talk at the end of the day I'm it's no excuse for being rude or treating you like uh, I hope I don't but if I did, I would I'd be like, fuck, I'm so sorry. But, like, I, you and I have such open conversations about things and, like, when we're not feeling it and, like, we've had conversations about the pod and, like, our workloads and we've spoken about that um, where I've been like, I don't feel like I'm pulling my weight. And then you're like, I don't feel like I'm pulling my weight. And we're both like, huh. Oh. And then we're both just like, oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I do find that having those open conversations is surely, like, we should I should probably do it more work sure yeah I think it's openness is super important so the team I work in right now are super open with each other so my current boss is ultra open about everything like I've really noticed that she is just even like with clients and it just it builds that great thing of trust which is what is really important between the two of us is we have that trust like because I also know as well that if when you are in like if you are in a mood and I well, like you know in kind of a, like a quieter mood and I recognize it I know that you are not going to be in it forever for one thing yeah. <laughs> and you will come to me when you're ready to to talk yeah. about it and it'll either be yeah. 
an, an issue that you're expressing and feeling with me or you'll just be like oh my god it has literally nothing to do with you like it's just generally this yeah. and that and then you'll speak to me about other stuff like and it's yeah the open conversations are really important you don't have to let everybody into every single minute detail of your life no but sometimes just being have opening up slightly just lets people know that yeah like I am not you might not see the Maddie that you're used to seeing today yeah but it's not because I hate everybody it's just because I just have this stuff this stuff going on I'm still very much myself it's still who I am but yeah I just need a minute today and you can all just (laughs) fuck the fuck off (laughs) just leave me alone yeah and I think I've even noticed that like same thing vice versa when you've been in the same boat and it's flipped and Joe's come to me and he's been like is Rosie okay and I'm like yeah she's fine like she'll let us know like I'm not gonna go that's the one thing I'll never do is like come in unless I know that you need it I think there's definitely that line when you know that you yeah someone needs the are you okay like do you want to talk but most of the time like I know if you're being quiet or if you're just like I'm just going to go to bed and watch a movie or whatever I'm like okay she just needs some space or like she just needs to work through whatever she's working through and Joe's like is she okay should I go talk to her I'm like she's fine like leave her the fuck alone because if someone did that to me I'd be like fuck off and that's the thing is most of the time it's fine like yeah yeah and that's it most of the time it is just you just need to get over it I really struggle and you will have noticed this I don't think we've ever talked about this but I really struggle talking about work with other people and like always has been like that like since day one with mum and even with mum and dad and mum would say like how was work or how was school and I'll be like I'd just be like fine like I don't want to talk about it yeah I don't want to talk about it and like I'm I always brush that stuff off and I don't know why it just drives me up the wall for some reason when anyone is like how is this like how's work and I don't know if it's like a control thing like feeling like I don't have it under control or feeling like I do have it under control I'm not sure what it is or why I need to go see a psych. (laughs) Do you think part of it comes down to work is work and right now life is life? Like I yeah, I don't want I don't want the two to really mesh. I don't want to talk about it. Like it's and I don't know, maybe like because you and I have conversations about work. Do you think you feel more comfortable talking to me about it because we work in like aligned industries and actually technically we work our our jobs do cross paths um <laughs> um like you know it does yeah and i yeah. i also know the people that you work with so there's there doesn't have to be any like backstory there doesn't have to be any explanation no. like it yeah yeah i think it's more like you know that I come home to you and I'm like, blah, 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 like this person did this mm. and this is I mean, we just had to catch up on life before this, but um, <laughs> it's more like the, so it's more the actual work itself. I think mm. I have a point there that I do just leave it. As soon as I'm not working, I'm like not working or mm. I don't know. It's something I honestly have no rhyme or reason for it, but it's been the same with school. It's been like, I remember my mum used to ask, asking me like how my day was and I get so angry at her and she'd be like okay I'd be no it just and I didn't never knew why I was always just like if someone has the answer for me please tell me but same thing with work it's like if someone's like 
how's this going? Or like you've said to me a few times, you're like, that's really exciting. And I'm like, yeah, it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what I mean though? Yeah. Yeah. Can you tell who's the grumpy one in our relationship? (laughs) (laughs) But Uh, moving on. Um, but something I've realized I really struggle with as well is false positivity, like, and trying to always be like, that's great. Like, that is really exciting. Mm. Like, and trying to not pull, like, try and keep like you lifted and make sure that you're being positive about stuff. I would say actually at the two of us, you're the more positive one about like, like genuinely positive about stuff. Oh. I'm the more like, no, it's fine. This is great because I'm just like, Egh. yeah, just, just, <laughs> just keep things happy. <laughs> yeah, I'm very much like I see. I'm just like, if it's shit, I'm just like, this is shit. Yeah, and that's when you you do- come in, and you're like, it's fine. I'm like, this is shit. <laughs> <laughs> the world's ending. And I'm also um, always there in your corner. If like you're like, I've made this mistake. Yeah. I'm like, it's fine. It's fine. It's There's fine. no mistake. Like it's fine. It's it's clearly everybody else's fault. It's not your fault. Yeah. It's everybody else's. <laughs> One day you're like, I'll go run that person over with the bus. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> that's my answer to everything. Is do you want me to hit them with your car and with my car? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that. Uh, do you ever? <laughs> this is my favorite Rosie quote, and it's every single time. Every it's single every time. time she asks the question, when someone in front of you is driving slow, she goes, "This is where." Do you ever just want your car to grow arms out the front and push the car in front of you? It's true. It needs to happen. Also, my favorite Maddie thing is we'll be going really fast around a corner, or we'll be, she's like, "Do you know?" I always really wanted to be a race car driver. I'm like, yeah, cool. <laughs> you don't need to do that now because we're not. <laughs> Why do you always have to say this just as we're like in a situation? Guessing like... it around the corner. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like. <laughs> it's the Audi. <laughs> I like doing it in the Audi. <laughs> yeah. That's fun. That's fun. Oh. Okay. I reckon we have one more time to one have time. one more question one, one more time we have one more we have time for one more question is what i actually meant to say okay do you ever feel like you've lost your this is what we've we have touched on this a bit but we'll finish on this do you ever feel like you've lost yourself trying to keep yourself together yes my spark <laughs> yeah no a, definitely. A, yeah there's a lot of callbacks to the losing your spark episode <laughs> Well, it's like you are prioritizing your work over your life. And I think that in itself is losing itself because your work is not your personality. And the second you make it your personality, well, then you're a boring fuck. (laughs) It very much reminds me of (laughs) someone, someone I know who was in my life up until very recently, who their work and their... (laughs) portfolio were their entire life yeah and it made them (sighs) made them not a particularly interesting person at times yeah and may and it consumed them and it you're right it is you lose you can lose yourself in being and there's this weird sense of like honor in like you were saying honor in being the last person in the office and being and it's something I've really noticed about the office you work in now like the way that everybody leaves 
at, at like, like 10 five. To five. <laughs> at 10 to 5 and 5 and you know I've driven past that office at 25 past 8 before and there's been not a car in the car park yeah and I'm like oh what because always yeah. been in environments where it's been like an honorable thing to get there early yeah to be in early to stay late and it doesn't matter if you don't get paid because that's not what it is it's the honor of being yeah of being there and it's you you lose yourself to that yeah. completely do you know a really good example i think is someone like have you heard of alex hormozy no i haven't huge he has a company called acquisition.com, but he talks all the time and he's like an inspirational speaker, whatever, like about mm. money and business and so on and so forth. And how he came, he's like one of those stories that came from nothing and worked his way up to like earning shit tons. Mm. He does some great content, but he always highlights the fact that he does not take breaks. Like he does not take weekends until he needs them. But he is a very good example of someone that, their entire personality is their work. And I think if that is what you want to aspire to be, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. I'm saying if you want to, if you want to be a CEO and you want to be earning millions, then your entire personality personality does need to be your work. But for someone, and I can't speak for you, but I do kind of know you're on the same page as me for you and I like there's, we're always like, no, our priorities in life are different and there's nothing like, whether it's work or what we want or a balance, there's actually nothing wrong with that. It just depends on like, you have to identify what you actually want and then go from there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. And if you, if you take away, like, like you say, it's a really, it's a difficult thing because if you have aspirations to be like a CEO making shit loads of money, the reality is, is that it does have to become your entire personality. Personality has to become your entire life which is fine and it's fine for some people that really works but for us that isn't that isn't what we want like we are multifaceted people who have like interests beyond and I don't know about you but like I'm in a constant state of like flipping between what I want like do I want to go and get a super corporate job do I want to go and live on a farm do I want to go and like, yeah you know and I like I live that- a simple life yeah and have that balance of like yeah personality and I like that there is more to us than just work like work is a question you ask people about a lot because it's where they spend a lot of time but there's interests and stuff that we have beyond that which is super important and it's super important to be able to fall back on those when you are having struggles at work yeah for sure Oh, that has been a, I just looked at the time. I was like, well, this is going to be a long episode, but I think I'll listen I think it's deserve it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're, but it's the first episode back. We're back for a oh, yeah. season, two. Um, a season two. Oh my God. Wow, is it time? Is it time? It is time. And I don't have to sing it, but I'm going to have to cut it in. Okay. That's okay. So, I'm, I'm kind of sad. I, like whilst I, oh no, hold on. Wait, where is it? I think you'll just have to cut it in, otherwise it's going to sound terrible. (laughs) Um, It's like, whilst I'm super grateful to Clara, it does make me a bit sad sometimes that you don't no longer sing it, but I think it's for the professionalism of the pod, it's it's definitely better to have. Do you know what? It's probably the one thing I don't miss. (laughs) (laughs) Do-do-do-do-do-do-do.
Okay. Culture Roundup. Oh, my God. So I haven't looked at any social media platform for since I've been here. Like I've seen some DMs on Instagram and that's it. Actually, someone asked me if I've dropped off the face of the earth the other day. That's actually quite nice. Alison asked Kylie if I had because she was like, I haven't heard from Maddie. Is she okay? She dropped off the face of the earth and Kylie messaged me. She's like, because you know how if you don't message me on WhatsApp, I don't reply. Yeah. Yes. Sorry, yes, I, I do. Have to go back and hence, send messages. Hence why you come to Instagram sometimes. You're like, I have like 900 reels to look at. Hold on. <laughs> Give me 10 and then I'll look at them next month. Okay. So culture right. roundup. Ooh, the Kardashians has been really good this season so far. Oh, Although it's, it's continu Yeah. So there's like four episodes oh. out. I've obviously watched all four. Okay. I'm so sorry. So the final of Ted Lasso. <sighs> Oh my god, the final of Ted Lasso. I know. I haven't watched it. And someone told me last night, one of the Welsh guys here looks like Paul Mullen, and it's quite funny, so I'm just started calling him Paul Mullen. Um he said that there's a, a new season of Ted Lasso, and I was like, I thought this was the last one. Yes. Like, no. But how do you do so, he's like, how do you do Ted Lasso with no Ted Lasso? I was like, well, thanks so for spoiling the last episode. Do you mind a mild it's not a spoiler, but it kind of is an alien's so, but basically, you know, the book that Trent Krim is writing. Mm. So he was going to call it the Ted Lasso way. And then Ted's like, it's not about me. It never has been. Like, so don't, don't call it the Ted Lasso way. And then there's Apple TV put like a thing on their Instagram to, with a picture of Beard, Nate and Roy Kent and be like, it smells like potential. So there's quite a lot of rumors of there being like a spin-off episode or series, whatever, Aww. without Ted. Um, so the finale, I didn't cry as much as I thought I was going to. And I'll wait for you to watch it before I fully like yeah. debrief on it. Cause there's lots, there's lots of other little bits and bobs to it. That is really nice that I want you to see without it being a spoiler. Um, but yeah, the Kardashians has been good. It's been another long build up to like, so it's in the midst of Kim doing that Dolce & Gabbana thing. Okay. Another super long, you know how like when she was doing Saturday Night Live and it was like a flipping five episode build up to this. It's very similar. And like okay. Courtney's crying because she's like, Kim just doesn't care that my wedding was Dolce & Gabbana and she just sees the dollar signs and blah, 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 blah. I think it's a very inflated storyline. I don't think Courtney actually yeah. cares as much. And it's a bit like I did see on, I saw this on Twitter and people were like, yeah, Courtney, remember you wouldn't actually have that Dolce & Gabbana wedding unless, you know, Kimberly did all the work that she did. Because oh, oh. let's be real, Kim was the one that <laughs> elevated the whole family. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's a very strange. And Kendall's just there. This is so funny conversation in the recent episode. And Kendall's just there like, yeah, yeah, I like see both sides. Yeah. She's just such a <laughs> nothing person sometimes. Like, We're talking about them. like jobs being someone's personality. I hate to stereotype it, but. I've met yeah. quite a few models and yeah. and counting. Yeah. And they're just like, yeah. I mean, that's fine. That's great. Like if I was super beautiful, I'd probably make that my entire pie personality also. But yeah, same. Oh my yeah. God, no. Um, ooh, so 
the <laughs> so the idol with Lily Rose Depp in it and the weekend is um so it's been the same guy who created Euphoria, which is the program that whenever Joe goes, Oh Sydney, sweetie, so hot, I'm always like, you should watch Euphoria because you get to see her Nikki. Nike. Um, and Euphoria is good. It's a bit of an unrealistic representation of high school, to be honest with you, because yeah. it's just like American okay. skins, but a bit more intense. But The Idol is really bad, apparently. I haven't actually watched it. I'm like oh. kind of half tempted to, but it's really bad. And apparently there is like the worst sex scene in it ever in which The weekend says a load of really cringe stuff. Like, Lily Rose Depp apparently is really good in it, but the writing, The weekend's performance... acting? I don't know. I don't know. Some people should just stick to what they're good at. <laughs> like, honestly, like, there's, there doesn't always have to be a crossover. Just no. Except it doesn't, yeah. doesn't have to always be that way. Crossover. Um, Ooh, so another culture on it piece that actually relates into the rest of the episode mm. and the thing as a whole. So Anna Wintour is mm-hmm. hiring a new assistant. Oh, so it's like, gonna be like the devil wears Prada in real life. But super interestingly, and I screenshot this and I've lost it. Ha, here we go. Um, so this they from the job description. So this is for her executive assistant. I don't think it's necessarily an executive, but it's just an assistant. The media company's ideal candidate is someone who's extremely organized, efficient, deadline-oriented, and able to multitask. With a salary range of sixty to $80,000, minimum requirements include a college education. And I'm just like... For an assistant, bro? Why? What, what actually do you need a college education yeah. for to be... I mean, yes, it'd be a very high-pressure job to be Anna Winter's assistant. Like, it's it's yeah. a lot. Um, one to two years of internship slash work experience and a can-do attitude balanced by humility and a willingness to learn. Why do you need a college degree for that? I know in America it's different and that they do put a lot of emphasis on... They kind of put college degree into stuff without really thinking about why you'd need a college degree but it just as soon as I saw it I was like my god I have to watch this on the pod like yeah I was talking to a few of the girls here and when I say the girls not the internationals like the Mm. um Americans and about college and about like the staff not the kids um and they were saying they were like well it is starting to shift but they were like, there needs to be, there's a recognition that there needs to be a, more of an emphasis on like trade skill qualifications and other mm-hmm. qualifications and work experience within certain areas. Like we're not, they're like, we're not recognizing that in this country yet. And yes. it's a hu- it's becoming a huge problem. Yeah. Some it's becoming a massive like problem. Earning the most money. Yeah. And it's just like, what is what is what is a college degree showing on that application per se that you can stick at something for a time that you yeah. have maybe picked up some like you know like what we discussed with Clara about like analytical skills and stuff like that but it's it's just it's yeah. that thing of putting up that barrier that you could find someone who is really like great you or I <laughs> like you or I for example <laughs> we could have applied and been on our own in real life the devil wears Prada um but you know like uh, yeah it just goes back to why are we still equating 
a college degree to a successful person and yeah and not having a not having higher education to being not as a successful person and like not having like organizational skills like college doesn't necessarily give you organizational yeah. skills yeah it probably helps because you know you have to write essays stick to deadlines blah 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 but there's lots of other cases in life where you also have to do that yeah. so yeah I just thought it was um I thought it was super interesting, interesting. Mm, it is um, an interesting one don't have an answer for it Wish that's okay I'll <laughs> let me get on to Conan Ash right now <laughs> um wedding update what is hip happening? Aside from me inviting every single person to the wedding and oh as a Christ. joke, oh Rosie's like, Maddie, I think we need to put a ban on you saying, yeah, come to the wedding. Yeah, Maddie's new band phrase is, yeah, you just come to the wedding. No, yeah, you're not allowed to invite anybody else. I don't care how flippant it is. You're not inviting anybody else. <laughs> if you're Madison. invited RSVP, that's what I say. <laughs> yeah. Quickly. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm going to get RSVPs from randoms. Um, <laughs> No, I haven't sent anyone. A, I haven't sent any more invites. Um, but yeah, that's a problem. Uh, Joe is in charge of food still, and no further progress aside from getting a few quotes and wanting to spew my guts out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. But I am very much so. We are going to. I don't know if I told you, but we're going to have like a hens do themed celebration oh yes you did tell me yes you did yeah yeah so um that's good there's two of us here that are engaged so we figured we may as well do something yeah absolutely have a freaking i'm tagging on for the ride (laughs) yeah absolutely have a bachelorette oh my god yeah that's exciting so we're gonna do that um that's otherwise that's it i'm excited for my real bachelorette I'm like, oh my god, so I'm waiting for that. I'm like, September couldn't come fast enough. Oh my god, it's so exciting. It's so weird. Like, I still can't really believe that you're getting married. Yeah, no, neither. Sometimes I'm like, oh, not really. <laughs> I'm like, this is this is crazy. I look at my ring every day. I think that's the thing I love the most. It's like even when I had it at home, there hasn't been a single day that I've been engaged that I've been like forgotten about it. Like every day, whether I'm in the shower, I'm in the toilet, I'm like. Ah, sparkly. Sparkly. on with my life. Or like (laughs) I put a kid on a horse and I catch a glimpse of it and I'm like, ah. (sighs) Oh, the kid's fallen off. Oh, well, I was looking at my ring. Oh, (laughs) dear. Just looking at my hand. So, yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's weird being at camp. And everyone's like, are you here if you've got new life at home? And I'm like, oh, yeah, it's hard to explain, but... That's it. But that's fine. That's not the one thing I noticed earlier is when you were talking about how much you felt like your job at camp is not a job and it's your life and your enjoyment. I think that's why you go back is because you love it. And it's like I said, you know, when you were having the getting slight wobbles and like a little bit of cold feet about it, I was like, if you didn't want to go, you wouldn't. You don't do things you don't want to do. Yeah, that is true. Very good at not doing that. But no, it's good. It's nice to be here. I miss you guys. That's probably the one downside. Yeah, we miss you Joe. too. Not gonna lie. Yeah, and Patch. Maybe we're Patch, but sorry. Yeah, we miss you too. And I miss. Um, 
Yeah. And I miss you being able to kind of semi keep Joe in like, oh my God. So the week highlight, the rabbit, we have yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Before we wrap up, we've got to just put in a week highlight. Would you oh like to start or do you want me to start? I'll start and then you can you can continue pick it up from okay. okay. So Joe comes over back over from the neighbor's house on Thursday night. I am there trying to like I'm cleaning up the house a little bit before I went and like just, you know, getting things a bit in order. And he comes back in and he's like, So there's one less rabbit. And I was like, what do you, so for context, the neighbors have rabbits and the rabbit, as you'll know from previous episodes, ends up in our garden sometimes. Quite frequently. <laughs> Quite frequently, actually. But they both end up in our garden now. Both. Both, both of them. them. Yeah, oh, both of them yeah. go into the garden now. Yeah. <sighs> Must be the grass. <laughs> so, um, so Joe was like, well, there's, there's one less rabbit. And I was like, what, what do you, what? And he's like, look at the dog's face. And all over the dog's like nose was all this blood and I was like Joe fucking hell what like I'm like I started to have like a mild heart attack and he's like you can't tell Maddie and I was like I won't tell Maddie but I was like because I was too terrified to say anything so I was like it has this has to come from Joe and I was like but I was like this is uh, this is gonna eat, I can't lie to Maddie about this like, this is gonna eat me alive what no and it was so stressful and he's like yeah we didn't like the little girl find out in the morning like you know we didn't want to and I was like what the fuck happened and he's like by the time we noticed half of it was already gone <gasps> <laughs> and then Patch went and sat by his dinner bowl and he's like bud you're not having a second dinner you've already eaten half of a rabbit and I was I literally just there at this point like <sighs> Like crying. And then he's like, he didn't kill a rabbit. It's my blood. I cut my finger today and then banged it and wiped it all over the dog's nose. And he's like, I'm going to, I'm going to take loads of pictures. He took so many pictures. He's like, I've taken loads of pictures though. I'm going to send it to Maddie. Should I send it to Maddie and then just go to sleep? And I was like, no, no, don't, don't, do not do that. Don't. I was like, if you're going to do it, because I know I'm not going to be able to stop you from doing it full stop. If you are going to do it, do it when Maddie has finished her day in America. Is it still like, just do it after she's done what she needs to do. And he's like, yeah, okay. That's probably a good idea. Cut to where Madison takes over the story. (laughs) I get a message first thing in the morning, like 6am my time, as I'm getting up, getting ready for work. That's like... I don't know. We, I said something about like, oh, it's nice that Patch went to the neighbor's house because he sent a photo to our group chat about it. And then he go, and I said, was he well behaved? And he goes, well, dot, 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 and sends me the photo. And I said, and then he said, there's one less rabbit. And I was like, I was trying to hold back because I'm like, I'm in another country. I know how it is looking after the dogs and having the other parent or whatever you want to call it away and like co-parenting from afar and telling you what to do from afar and getting shitty from afar. But I literally was like, what the fuck have you done? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, this is your fault. I said that. I was like, this is your fault. You dickhead. And I almost went and absolutely abused him. And then I was like, no, hold back, hold back. So I text Rosie and I was like, Rosie, what the fuck? And that's when Rosie's like, Maddie, he told me not to tell you, but 
it's not true. Just just go with it. <laughs> like it's just Joe being Joe. And then he calls me and he's like, ha 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 and just cracks up laughing on the other end of the phone. And I was like, you fucking shit. Like my heart had dropped. I was like, if Patch has killed another animal, like there's no hope for him. Like we're fucked. If he even gets a rabbit, I'm like, that's it. That's Patch. We're just never going to reverse this on him. And so I'm there going like the most stressed I've ever been in my life. And he calls me cracking up laughing and he then throws Rosie under the bus. He's like, Rosie was going to lie to you. (laughs) She wasn't going to tell you. And I was like, is that because you said something? I was so angry. I was just like, you fucking dick. And then I was like, for work. He's such a little shit. I lied. (laughs) He's such a shit. shit. And then he goes, should I send this to Richard Hall Fan Club, which is our family chat? And I was like, don't you dare, because Richard will probably drop dead with a heart attack or something. Like, Oh, and that was also going to be part of the original plan. Is actually just send it to the Richard Hall Fan Club and then go to sleep. And I was like, yeah, like, please, please don't. And he's like, I'll sleep like a baby. I was like, that's nice. That's nice, Joe. Please don't do it. He's such a shithead. Like anyway, anyway, on that high note, is that that is it? The second season, first episode of the second season. It is indeed. Right. We're well, back. We're back, and we're going to make this a regular. So this time next week. Yeah, I'll this time next week. See you then. Okay, bye. Bye. bye.